Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed. You can catch us online at sknr.net as we cover all things movies, games, television, hardware, travel, entertainment, pop culture, and more. You can also catch us each week on BJHA's Geek Nation on KSWFM. I have the simulcast on our page each Friday. And of course, we have the network of papers, 12 papers and 21 markets, PinalCentral.com, keyword skewed, where you can see our game reviews. And of course, we have our quarterly magazine, Skewed and Reviewed the Magazine, with syndication partners, and of course, the good folks over at Sci-Fi Radio who carry our segment each Friday. It has been absolutely crazy schedule-wise, and between conventions, past conventions upcoming, screeners, life, and trying to keep everything safe uh, during the uptick that is going on right now. We've had uh, all kinds of scheduling problems. It's been kind of tough getting everyone together on Sunday when we normally record a lot of segments, uh, simply because, you know, errands, the day gets away, someone has family. You know, we had Mother's Day last weekend that kind of... Uh, put a wrench into the schedule so uh, basically we were going to record last night and then something came up and took me out of the schedule and so Michael is tied up Justin is uh, possibly available later but in the interest of time I figured I would just do this solo and uh, you know get through the show and then we'll have a uh, more in-depth show next week so wanted to get started with uh, the big news of the day is television shows the axe is unfortunately falling ahead of the upfronts and there have been some very surprising uh, cuts so I'm just gonna run through them in no particular order uh, CW has axed Charmed, Dynasty, Legacies, Roswell, New Mexico, In the Dark and um, 4400 and Naomi. Of course, we already know about Legends of Tomorrow getting it. The biggest surprise of the day came over at CBS as the reboot of Magnum P.I. is being canceled after four seasons. Uh, this is a bit of a surprise because it was still a top 25 show for them. Well, in the ratings, it was considered a top 25 show, so it was a bit of a, a surprise there. But, you know, I guess you figure in cost-cutting, filming in Hawaii, that sort of thing. I had kind of wondered if that was going to happen because they went into the finale not knowing what their status was. And uh, let's just say the final scene to me looked like the actors were standing in front of a CGI background, almost like um, they had done the filming and it was an added on ending uh, just in case they didn't get renewed because it, it did not look at all like it was filmed on location in Hawaii. It looked like it was filmed in front of a screen on a soundstage. Uh, so, you know, hopefully, I, I actually enjoyed it. I was a fan of the original and uh, I grew to really enjoy watching this one. Um, United States of Al, be positive, how we roll, uh, good Sam, and then over at NBC, uh, Mr. Mayor, which I've been enjoying watching each week, um, the Ted Danson show is axed, so is Kenan Thompson's Kenan, tried to watch that, didn't really work for me, Endgame has got cancelled, and they're saying to expect several more announcements coming up as the networks are rethinking their lineups with the upfronts. This is where they make their big pitch to advertisers and stuff. 
But on some interesting news, uh, just coming down today, Castle Rock Entertainment has announced its Spinal Tap 2, a sequel to Rob Reiner's uh, mockumentary, which will uh, feature not only Reiner returning to direct the sequel and play Marty DeBerge, he will also have the the band back with uh, Michael McKeon, Harry Shearer, and Christopher Guest. So that'll be really, really interesting. Um, you know, the, their manager, the actor who played him, unfortunately passed away in faith, so they're going to work that into the storyline, and his widow apparently will inherit the contract uh, that essentially says Spinal Tap owed them one more concert, and she's going to sue them if they don't. So therefore, the band, who haven't been together in ages, are forced to reunite and put on this concert. So it will be interesting to see how this works and on a side note this is actually the first feature release of castle rock since they've relaunched their film division and it's uh, due out in 2024 so that will be interesting uh, another interesting bit is we have some news that the godzilla uh, film sequels moving ahead dan stevens uh, is going to reunite with director adam wingard and they will take, uh, Ed Stevens will take on the role in the next installment. It's going to be a direct follow up to Godzilla vs. Kong, and it will be interesting because they're going to be filming in Australia. And uh, despite, you know, soft reviews being on HBO Max on launch day and in the middle of the pandemic, the last one still made 468 million globally. So it'll be very, very interesting to see uh, where they go with this and what new. Uh, additions to the universe will come factoring in. One universe that definitely uh, looks like it's set for a massive return is Avatar. The uh, online release of the trailer, which had originally been shown to at CinemaCon, we got to see it before the press screening for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and it was also attached theatrically to it, uh, was put out the other day. Avatar The Way of Water and it was released on Monday, and Disney and 20th Century have revealed that in the first 24-hour window, it racked up 148.6 million views, including 23 million alone from China. And this does not include the millions who saw it before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, to put this in perspective, this puts it ahead of recent Star Wars trailers, um, the Lord of the Rings, um, you know, uh, Power Series teaser, the Thor Love and Thunder, so it'll be very interesting to see how this goes. I know some people think it's really fashionable to bash it, but expectations are very high for this in the following sequels, and so it's expected that it is going to do very well. Another film that's expected to do well and is uh, quite interesting is that Christopher Walken has apparently been cast as Emperor Shaddam in the upcoming Dune sequel, so it'll be interesting to see what his take on the character will be and if they expand his uh, role from the book for the second half. Another film uh, coming as part of their large $900 million reportedly deal with um, Paramount is the next South Park uh, movie, not uh, TV episodes, but movies that are made specifically for the Paramount Plus um, service, South Park, The Streaming War, excuse me, plural, Streaming Wars, is going to be coming out in June. Now, they had a two-part COVID um, movie series, and that uh, was very popular, and they're going to have quite a lot coming, so it'll be very interesting to see how this goes now. 
it is also interesting because the new season was only six episodes long so it'll be interesting to see where the balance is speaking of balance we have news on scream six no to no surprise with the success of the last film there is another one coming but it looks like we're getting some of the survivors from the previous film between Hayden Panettiere coming back Melissa Barrera and Jenny Jenna Ortega will reprise their roles from the recent film and the uh, Meeks Martin siblings Jasmine um, and uh, Mindy and Mason are coming back and the new film is going to be very interesting as it's supposedly going to be outside of Woodsboro and setting up a uh, new chapter Courtney Cox has confirmed that she'll be back uh, Nev Campbell has not announced whether she is or not, but uh, the plan, of course, is that they are going to be filming potentially as early as next month up in Canada, and so it'll be very interesting to see where they go with this. They're planning on a uh, March 31st release next year, so that's one of the beautiful things about horror films is, you know, they can film them and crank them out. Uh, pretty quick so it'll be interesting news indeed when that comes out to see what they do I enjoyed the last one even though I figured out who the killers were very very quickly um, other thing of note I wanted to mention is that the Orville has put out a new season 3 trailer called New Horizons quite good if you're a fan of the Orville if you're looking forward to the return of the show I highly recommend you check that out we have it online as well um, Horror films, been a big news. We're going to be getting a prequel to The Omen to really no surprise of anybody because, let's be honest, horror, again, people always say to me, why do we get so many horror films? Very simple. They're safe business. They're cheap. They generally are guaranteed to make money, um, and they work. You always have the streaming services happy to get them. They do okay in the foreign market because they don't have to worry about being lost in translation. And like I said, you take a film that you can make for four, five, six, seven million dollars and you can be guaranteed, even if it's a piece of garbage, as long as you market it properly, you're going to make at least 20, 30 million dollars uh, back on this. And then you factor in streaming rights, pay-per-view, DVDs and if it's a franchise merchandise you're pretty set I mean that's you know why you get saw films it's an easy and safe bet for the studio and then they use those profits to um, finance other things if uh, or offset losses I mean that's kind of the uh, the grand plan as it were uh, no surprise at all we've had a trailer coming up for Westworld season four so people can look forward to that one um, coming up and that is um, going to be interesting to see what they do I know a lot of people have uh, tried had a hard time because some of the storylines become very convoluted and then they've taken such a long time between seasons for various factors but that's what's happening switching over to gaming news I wanted to mention a lot of stuff has come out uh, we've got Evil Dead the game that is coming out on Friday the 13th I've been playing it for a bit really enjoying it and uh, you know with a new evil dead film in the works this is really perfect timing and if you're a fan of the series uh not just the films the television series check it out bruce campbell's classic lines are there as well as plenty of blood and guts uh, to keep fans happy with a little bit of an offbeat sense of humor now not to be undersold rainbow six extraction has put out a new mode called 
Nightmare Fog, and this one is a real challenge because essentially there's a toxic fog that you can only be in for a limited amount of time before it overcomes your agent. And then on top of it, it also obscures the visibility of the bad guys. So this is a real uh, timed event. And if you are up for a challenge, you're gonna wanna check this out. Another really interesting thing is Tom Clancy's The Division has released, uh, Division 2 has released a season nine update. And essentially you get a little bit more of a continuation from the story of the last, uh, what everyone thought was going to be the last update for it, but now you have a new manhunt that will bring five new agents out to get, similar to the prior seasons where you essentially have to complete a bunch of missions that you've already completed before, control points, checkpoints, things like that to be able to take down targets, but there are some new weaponry, some new skills, and there's also a new raid involving uh, eight players that is available so if you have warlords in new york and you're a fan of the division 2 you will want to check that out and uh, dropping this morning we got news that Deathloop has added a photo mode and so a lot of people are really really excited to uh, see how that works out and we'll have some details on that um, epic game store is putting a bunch of free games out including prey so if you've not had a chance to play the remake this is definitely a time that you'll want to do this so switching gears over to the gaming festivals, as you know, we don't have E3 this year. People are still wondering what's going to happen with Gamescom, uh, Paris Game Week, Tokyo Game Show. But we do know that the Summer Game Fest is happening. So Summer Game Fest Live is scheduled for June 9th. It will be streaming online free to all, and it will be followed by the Indie Showcase. We also have news that it will be shown in certain locations in IMAX, so if you're by an IMAX theater, you can check that out. Then, of course, not to be uh, undone, is while they're doing their bit on June 9th, on June 12th, Microsoft and Xbox are going to be doing their showcase, and that was, uh, you know, getting everyone really excited, and people were just beyond themselves with what was coming. Well, then news came out this morning that um, there are two big games that we knew about, Redfall and Starfield, have been pushed to 2023 because they need more time to complete them. So people are saying, well, what's gonna happen uh, with this live stream? What's going to happen with uh, QuakeCon Online? Because if Redfall and Starfield are delayed, what are they gonna announce to fill in that time? Or are they just gonna give us a, a look? And then others have uh, had a more cynical look saying, well, what is Microsoft gonna really roll out there? And my attitude is don't forget that they still have that deal with um, Activision Blizzard pending. So we don't know whether uh, you know it's in a state yet where they're allowed to present the games, that sort of thing. But you can bet that that is probably something that's gonna happen. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, today we had a live stream as well with the revamped Dead Space, and we got a date that is going to be January 27th, 2023 for its release. So hopefully uh, they will be able to meet that and it will be everything people have been counting on and then some, but you know, always tricky with these things because dates are subject to change, believe me. I have seen it many, many times that games practically down and out the door ended up with a last minute thing that needed more time. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. This uh, also has uh, caused 
little bit of a shakeup in the gaming industry, but the other day we got some gameplay for the upcoming Gotham Knights game. And it was also announced that um, the game will not be made available as planned for the prior generation. So no Xbox One, no PS4 version of the game. It will be for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and the PC, because essentially, you know, they uh, they want to make the best possible experience. Now that can be translated to there were problems with certain things they wanted to do, not being able to do on the prior one, or it could be simply the case of development being what it is, is that they need to allocate the resources to getting them out for the uh, versions that they have. So always uh, tricky when you deal with that, but that is what, um, that is what uh, these things always uh, involve. You know, you, you have so many people and you have a situation where you have to decide, do we hire more people? Do we take the team that's working on this and have them help with this to get it out the door? Uh, and then you start to play the game of, well, realistically, how many copies can we sell on the prior generation versus the next generation stuff, or in this case, the current generation? And these are always a thing. And you know, it's like I tell people, it's a sad situation, but this is certainly not uncommon. We've seen this with Call of Duty games. They had one that they had to take away the solo play campaign. They had to take away uh, pretty much everything and leave just a multiplayer version of one because it couldn't handle uh, the updated ones. We saw the original Dying Light, which launched, and then we were told there would be a prior generation version coming, and it didn't happen. So, you know, these things are difficult, but that is that is the nature of the gaming business. After about three years, you can pretty much forget anything for the newer systems because that's, you know, developers are always wanting to push the envelope, drive forward, and they just want to make sure that um, they're getting as many potential units sold as they can, but at the same time, again, it's math. How much more is it going to cost to make prior versions? How much can we really hope to sell? And so on and so forth. And, you know, there it is. So uh, that is the latest news on the games. That is the latest news on the um, television and movies. And, of course, we have a few other things. Diamond Select has given us their San Diego Comic-Con lineup, which is really impressive. Uh, figures from Transformers, Marvel, uh, Cobra Kai. We have John Wick. So a lot of stuff there to look forward to. Um, other things of note is Aquatine Hunger Force has a Baffler Meal Complete Collection coming out. And, of course, if you play Call of Duty Vanguard, Kong and Godzilla have been added to the game for Operation Monarch, so that is great. Diamond Select spoke about them earlier. Have a really nice Boba Fett figure that is available for pre-order. Superhero fans are going to love that Crypto the Superdog is going to be available from Warner Home Video. And uh, Turtle Beach has released the Stealth 600 and 700 Gen 2 Max for the Xbox, so a lot of good things there. And uh, you know, we're, we're at a fun time. We have all of these uh, conventions coming up, and hopefully the uh, recent uptick in some areas is not going to cause some problems here, and that people will still be able to go and enjoy these shows safely. So that's going to do it for us right now. Until next week, everybody, take care.